Infrastructure is crumbling and the problems are only getting worse. The pressure to find solutions is hot. Let's talk about why American cities have no water, no electricity, and no money to fix their infrastructure problems. Welcome to the Infrastructure Hot Seat Podcast, hosted by Chad Smelter. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Infrastructure Hot Seat. My name is Chad Smelter. I am your host. Today's guest is Joseph Blackman, who is a podcast man himself and uh, representing <laughs> Vintendo. Vintendo, right? Is that it? Vintendo. Yeah, Vintendo Training Solutions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's your podcast? So the podcast is called the Public Works Podcast, and uh, it details everything public works. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I I um, started well, Suzanne, right? Suzanne was. Yeah. She gave me my first podcast interview. I was like, this is cool. I, you know, I never got yeah. experience, and then I saw you were doing it too, and I'm like, yeah. man, there's people actually doing it in public works. This is great. You know, we need to get more Dude. awareness out there. I, dude, I think everybody who is selling something or promoting something should have their own podcast because it's it's like if even if you have ten listeners versus ten thousand listeners, like make it so people can listen to what you got to say and, and hear what you got to talk about. So like it's it's Tell easy you. to be creepable when you got your own podcast. Build your brand. I mean, if you're yeah. out there in sales and you're trying to build your you know what you're passionate about and talk about it, this is a great way to do it. It is. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So how did you get started in public works? What's your history? Where did you, so in the trenches, like what happened? (laughs) So I started out, so I started off in, in truck sales, right? Okay. I used to sell vector trucks and Elgin street sweepers to cities. And this was back in the San Francisco Bay area. And, um, and, and, and like the cool thing about this industry is that there's so many, there's so many older guys, you know, I don't want to say old, let's say seasoned, so many seasoned, you know, (laughs) operators or just people in the industry. And they want to give back. And like my first year in this industry, I rode with a guy who was, you know, his last year retirement, you know, he was, he was the, he was the man, like he knew everything. He was super passionate. And that passion, I picked it up through osmosis of being with him. Like he yeah. just, like all the cool stuff about the industry, it just, it just bled into me because I had to ride with him for a year. And uh, that's kind of where I developed the, the passion for the industry. But then like, as I started to sell and get out there on my feet, on my own, I realized that an in, in issue within the trades, because I never really saw this when I was in my other jobs within the trades, is that the, the silver tsunami, you get all these 55-year-old operators, these seasoned veterans, and they're retiring in the next five to 10 years. Like this, they're retiring every day. Like it's it's happening. Yeah. Yep. But that knowledge transfer from the seasoned operator to the, you know, to the fresh Gen Z or millennial operator, it's that knowledge gap is there. And that's kind of where I came up with the service of Nintendo. I used to sell a half a million dollar truck to somebody, right? Yeah. To a city. I would train them up on everything. But two months later, they kind of forgot everything I told them. So I said, you know what? Let me start shooting selfie video to kind of explain what I told you guys on the day of. Like, here's yeah. how you operate the water pump. Here's how you get unstuck. Here's how you properly wash out this and that. And uh, and they liked it. So I said, you know what? I'm going to start a service around it. And uh, that's what I did. Been doing it for about a year and a half. And uh, and, and yeah, man, it's, it's been a blessing because... It's one of those things that, again, that knowledge transfer. There's guys leaving. There's guys coming in. We need to shorten that knowledge gap uh, and, and just so we can keep moving forward. Uh, you're 100% correct, man. That's exactly similar to my experience in sales. It's just like riding with the guys and you're hearing all these uh, stories. And even with the public works and te- you know, superintendents and stuff like that, you know, when you're working with these guys, they have a lot of knowledge up there. Yep. 
Yep. And it's still up there. I mean, we're not bringing yep. it out. Yep. Like we got to yep. find these places to bring it out. Yep. Like you just said, like you're doing videos of it and you're presenting the way to do maintenance on trucks and stuff like that. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff I, you know, uh, just re not recently, but, uh, you know, I've thought about doing, you know, just using video as a way to promote yourself Dude. and get yourself out there. Like we're just talking Dude, about video, video is like that medium, like text is cool. Audio is okay. But video, you could see the person. Yeah. You could see them on the screen. You can hear what's coming out of their mouth. Yeah. It like, it brings you so much closer. It's like, when you first meet somebody, I'm sure back in the 1400s, like, you know, the, the pen pals was cool. But like now you do a FaceTime date and be like, dude, you asked the chick, yeah. what are you about? Like, what are your intentions? Like, you get I tell to get people, it right. yeah. And then you get to see their expression because you can know if like, I mean, people are intuitive, man. We're not, yeah. we're not dumb. Yeah. We know when we talk to yeah. somebody, whether it's yeah. some shady stuff going, like you can pick up yeah. people and the vibe pretty quick. Like our vibe right now is like really like crazy because we're both on the video we're both passionate about videos and creating content that makes sense for everybody yeah. and and that kind of stuff now going into like what we were just talking about with intuitional knowledge and and the the guys that are baby boomers are retiring and things like that um where do you see uh on the sales perspective let's keep it here mm, yeah we have a shortage of sales guys same yeah. thing like in this yeah. industry uh, that 100 have no clue how to sell infrastructure solutions yeah yeah and so I've always been like, I always like to ask the question and I ask this to every pretty much manager I've had is that, would you rather, let's say a guy has eight hours a day, right? Would you rather your guy get really, really great at people, spend six hours working on people skills or spend six hours working on product skills? Like, should he learn that what the actual industry is about or should he just learn how to be like a guy's guy? Like, you know, have the riz and like be, be you know, the guy that can, yeah. That's funny. My be kid the person just told that, me about this. That, <laughs> Like, yeah, like the <laughs> but like it's that it's that uh, balance of you know should you get good at people or product and i think with the way like i always explain it the same way if you've ever been on youtube and watched a video on how to operate something or fix something that's what we create for cities of utility companies but it's the same thing on, on the sales side like if you can have a, a good guy he shows up to work on time he's good with people he's you know keeps himself together Dude, who cares what he knows about the product? He can learn that. He can yeah. like I, I've been I've done demos to where like the demo starts at seven a.m. I'm doing a sweeper demo. Yeah, I'll be in my car looking at videos like on YouTube. Like, okay, I forgot this about the product. Uh, okay, I know that. Okay, and I'm adding I'm adding value to the demo like right ten minutes before I start the demo. Right. So it's like if a guy can watch a video and follow directions on how to you know to to value the value propositions and like all these different things about the product or service, he can sell it to somebody because yeah. he could be educated. And then now, you know, this more than me, like our customers are more educated about our products or the, the problem we're oh, yeah. solving than we are. Yeah. So we're literally, we're just a, a transfer vehicle. We're just a medium to get them to what they want. And that's why I say like, man, just look, know enough about the product to be dangerous, but no, like, prospect like hell like yeah. be the guy that's willing to go out there and get in front of as many people as possible yeah. and then show them the product like yeah. let them take it from there man you're, you're so spot on and that's a quick way <laughs> now to, to, to especially when you're selling a, a truck or a piece of equipment you know there's yeah. a lot of intricacies within that that you need to understand and most of these guys like you just mentioned they probably have from historical equipment that they purchase they know way yeah. more about like a jet oh, truck a, a factor like all these different yeah. you know, a piece of equipment and if you walk in there and have 
one little misstep or one little misword, <laughs> they're like looking at you like you I've done it. Yeah. Talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then the trust is gone. Like in a sales, it's gone. Yeah, like they're gonna be like, okay, this guy is new. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Sometimes yeah. they'll be nice to you and be like, hey, man, yeah. let me teach you something. They they help yeah. you. But yeah. other times they're just like, yeah, but, thanks, man. See ya. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you and, and that's the thing. Like, and I was taught like, don't try to fake it. Yeah. Like if you're if you're a year and a half into this industry, if you're ten days in, like say it. And yeah. and most of the time, if you disarm somebody and say, "Yo, I this is my third demo," like like I can I can write up whatever you want. I can get you whatever you want. You know right. more about this truck than I do. You know more about this this problem than than the solution that I have. So let me know exactly what you want, and I could facilitate that. Love it. Like you know, I I, I can get it done for you. And, and guys usually they'll, they'll understand because they, they I mean. Yeah. You've been on sales calls. They know what they want. Like oh, they yeah. know what they want. They, I mean, they know if they're not going to buy your product, they probably won't tell you, but like, they know what they want. <laughs> there's, there's been times, man, I walk into a meeting, I'm sitting down and this is kind of when I'm the beginning when I didn't know really much about sewers yeah. or what I was doing. Right. Yeah. And I walk into the meeting and I'm sitting there and, and, you know, you start talking and, and I can just read the customer. And I'm like, you yeah. I can't get to this guy's level. Like I cannot talk to yeah. his level. I'm just going to be honest with him and just say, Hey, look, I'm new to the industry. And that's the way I walked into it. Like I'm new. I don't yeah. know as much as you do. And then, and that set the tone. Like I wasn't being like an average salesperson that just rolled in there trying to like yeah. spit some stuff that made no totally. sense to that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, yeah you're right, man. This is uh, this is very helpful with the video side where it's going to make a big difference. I think with what you've got going on. So that's, that's yeah. awesome. What is, I tell, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'll say, and I tell dealers all the time, like if you have new salesmen, like make 50 videos on the value proposition of your product versus the competitors or so so a salesman can come in and watch the curriculum because if you get hired on it like a big company like let's say at&t or you know where your biggest gas and electric company wherever you're at like yeah. they probably have a learning management system that walks you through exactly how they operate at their business yeah. so why doesn't a small 10-person dealership you know on the backside of alabama why don't they have the same thing for their new sales rep yeah so it's like if you put all this if you document all this stuff on video it makes it easy for the new guy to come in and then competence breeds confidence like yeah. if, if somebody's competent at something if they if they know kind of what they're talking about they're going to be more inclined to knock on that next door to make up that they make that next phone call to send yeah. out that next cold email because they know what they're talking about yeah i mean we've all been in positions like you know, if i don't know what i'm doing i'm not going to do anything i'm going to sit right. around the office and shuffle papers like right. <laughs> i'm not right. going to go sell <laughs> i what do you think uh some of the challenges are now with a lot of the construct construction guys and, and their sales like i'm historically just managed territories right i would be in the mm -hmm. truck monday yep. to thursday yep. driving yep. all over yep. the midwest yep. here every state you know i never yep. was at home i thought it was yeah. to you know <laughs> I didn't, I got burned out. Like after yeah. 10 years, yeah. I was toast. I was like, look, I, I'm yeah. not going to sustain this life. COVID hit, you know, yep. and I was like, I'm done. Like digital's <laughs> the way. I'm like, digital. how is nobody, how aren't we, what do you think is stopping companies from going and becoming more digital branding aware, like bringing awareness that way? You know, I, I would say it's companies. I, I'd have to bring it back to people, people. because people make okay. up a company. Um, True. And you, I'm sure you've been in plenty of these meetings and situations where you got that one alpha, right? The one guy, you know, let's say Jim Bob's been there for 30 years. He's he's made millions of dollars for the company is on a, on a legal path, right? Yeah. He's yeah. like, oh, who needs a CRM? Who needs, you know, a video? Like, I don't do Zoom. I see the guy face to face, flesh to flesh, belly to belly, like, Jim Bob, I get it. Like you're the man. Like I'm not taking that from you. Like you know everything. 
You're the god in this industry. I'm not taking it from you. <laughs> but Jim Bob, like times have changed. Like I've I've met customers that like, dude, they say don't call me, just text me. <laughs> like I'm not gonna pick up some random phone number. Just text me, tell me who you are, tell me what you got, and I'll figure out a time that we can talk. Right. And like emails, like they get fifty thousand emails a day. Like, dude, just text me. So I'm like, and you know. Jim Bob would say, oh, you never text a guy. You call him, you get him, you get face to face. But dude, the guy actually responded to my text messages. Like you can sell the truck through text. You yeah. can sell, you know, a million dollar product through text messages if, yeah. if, if your customer reacts in that same way. But I think there's a lot of, uh, it's it's mainly people who are the, the stonewall or that, you know, that 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 roadblock to, to take a company to that next level. Um, yeah. But I just think that, you know, as time starts to, sh- to prove out, like technology doesn't lose. Like technology is oh. never lost, like never, ever. So right. like, I get it. You want, you're the guy like face to face at, you know, manila envelopes. Like, dude, I don't even know how to spell manila envelope. Like, dude, what is that? Like a printer? Who uses a printer? Like, dude, I'll email it to you. <laughs> like it's a, a fax, fax machine or is a fax machine? I get it. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's that thing in the corner? To Like, is it a relic? What is it? So, <laughs> it's a relic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, this is spot on, man. It, you know, uh, man, this has been the stuff I, you know, frustrations and things like that that we've all <laughs> dealt with in the, in the, you know, the industry has just changed so much since COVID, you know, it seems that yeah, way. And, yeah. and then you know, my thing is, you know, we're still traditional, right? It's still that, well, our marketing or we've done this way as far as face to face, I still want my sales guys traveling. And I can tell you why we don't have, uh, you know, at least my opinion of why companies cannot attract new salespeople for this yeah. role yeah. in infrastructure, because yeah. we're not going to travel. We're done. The yeah. traveling is yeah. over. I don't want to be on a yeah. road for five days it's- a week. No. Go ahead. Yeah, it's it's like, I mean, we can dig deeper into it. Like with with the dual income household, right? Yeah. Husband work, wife works. Like you know, you, you get up seven, you're shuffling the kids around, you're getting them off to school. Like little Johnny's got baseball practice at you know at four o'clock, five o'clock. Like the day is done where the sales guy can be on the road for weeks. You know, not not talking days, weeks. Yeah. And like, you know, and, and, and the wife's like cool with it. Cause she works from home and like, and the salesman made enough money to support that in like a decent city and like not the, you know, the backside of, of West Virginia. Right. Like right. The, the day is done where we're like, it's okay for a salesman to be on the road for weeks. And like the home life is happy because that salesman can literally get a remote job, like literally a job where he doesn't have to see a manager, boss or nothing. He could do Zoom calls all day. Right. Like he's working LinkedIn. He's doing cold emails, doing cold calls. He doesn't have to be on the road. So like, I mean, I, I learned in, in the trades or in the public works industry, like guys are leaving public works and getting a dollar more for Amazon and UPS because they have a CDL and taking those jobs. Yeah. Because the work-life balance is probably a little bit better. You know, the benefits probably aren't as good, but you make a little bit more money and at the end of the day, like people will care about what they make now. I think yeah. the the boomer generation they cared about retirement and pension and all that. Oh, yeah. Like, dude, I want a trip to Cabo now. Like, I don't, I'm not, I don't care about a Corvette when I'm seventy. Like, I want that now. So, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're spot on. And and, and if we mm-hmm. dig into like, uh, you know, the the sacrifices you make when you do the yeah. when you, traditional method of like sales of face to face and traveling all over the Midwest, for example, in all these states. It, it really does impact the salesperson. I mean, yeah. I've seen guys, oh, yeah. addictions. Yeah. Dude. Oh, 
out the wazoo. You know, they're traveling, yeah. so they got freedom after three o'clock afternoon. Dude, Boom! Dude. What are you gonna do? You're bored in the hotel. That's why they say like like the next highest rate of divorce is like it goes like nurses and it's like uh, policemen and firefighters and then like salesmen. Because yeah. think about it, like you know, you know, there's a, the devil's in in, um, in 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 the in the white space in your calendar oh, yeah. in that free time. And think about how much how much free time a salesman has. And like, how many salesmen do you know? They're like, they probably got got into some stupid stuff when they're on the road or at a trade show. And it's like, dude, just you know, time. keep your dick in your pants. Like, dude, you're at a trade show. Like, stop, dude. <laughs> the stories I can tell you. We, I, well, that's a whole nother show. You and I could probably talk about it. That would be yeah. unique. But yeah, you're exactly right. It's it's uh, you get in a lot of freedom to do a lot of yeah. things, right? You're on yeah. the road. You get you know you can go golf and you can do whatever. But there is those little things, man. You get. Yeah. The bar you're hanging out, the temptations Dude. and all these things. Dude. You don't want to you don't want to be in that situation. It's, I think uh, you know, we pivoted to where now you know, this kind of interaction remotely, yeah. having these conversations, building those relationships, uh, is gonna make the difference in, in what we do now for sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I noticed that a lot of the Gen Zers is interesting because I don't I don't drink, right? So it's always been weird in this industry. Like you you take guys out to dinner and then like ah. Uh, you know, like, what you drinking? I'm like, I don't, I don't drink. And it's kind of weird at first, but yeah. once they know you, they're like, okay with it. But I'm noticing like the Gen Zers, like the younger kids, they don't really drink that. But of course they're like doing other stuff, like, which is crazy, <laughs> but like the alcohol really isn't a big deal for them as it was for like the generation coming before us and like right. our generation. But it's, it's interesting to see that shift and like, dude, I mean, how many, how many guys have you met on, on, along your journey have made a mistake because they were under the influence? Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Like, oh, that's some yeah. stupid, screwed a deal. Like, all the time. Dude, it's crazy. Seriously, yeah. And oh. it, it's it's a it was a tough. I'm out of it, so it's it was a tough road back then, uh, doing these yeah. kind of things. But it kind of switching off the sales side, which kind of correlates with what's going on now. You've been in truck sales, and you you I'm sure you've experienced the procurement system, right? In government, yeah. PDG. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about that uh, because I think <laughs> you know that has been a a big problem for sales to lose incentive to keep doing this work because of low bid, man. Yeah. We yeah. do all this work and, you know, build these relationships and then we got to yep. go to low bid and you yep. have a truck that's certain spec. I mean, there's only one truck that's kind of built your way in those certain specs. Can you elaborate on like what you think we could do better on that side of things? Well, I, and, and, and I, I love this question because you're solving for it now, but I'll, I'll kind of answer two parts. One is speed sure. and one is like the whole low bit aspect. So the speed, like do speak, speed is probably one of the greatest like things known to man. Like if you can take time out of a deal, like more things happen. Yeah. I mean, you know this more than me. You're selling something to a city or to a municipality, whatever. And it, it like the average sales cycle can be nine to 18 months like it's sometimes longer than that you meet a guy and then by the time COVID is over he's giving you a po like yeah. like it literally takes that long and that is where like i see when you know younger guys get in the industry they go man like you know you, you know of course you start off with the company and you're getting like decent money but then like that money falls off or you start working against your draw and it's like dude these deals aren't going to actually close for what another six months. Like I got to eat beans and rice for another six months. Yeah. And, and that, that like, a that takes the a player and makes them go, you know, I'm out of here. I'm out of this industry. This is crazy. Like this is nuts. Yeah. And then B like when a city, like when a city takes so long to get something done, the problem that might've been like on a scale of a four is probably a seven now. 
you know, and like now we're, we're, we're trying to solve a seven problem with the four product or a four solution. Right. So like that, it grows over time. And it's like, dude, if we could take now, and I know why they did the bid process. I know why there's procurement. I know why there's people getting paid six figures to keep scumbags out of the industry and like all that wishy-washy. I mean, we all heard the stories like, yeah. you know, uh, a supervisor was buying a Corvette every time they got a new truck. Like it's it, like weird stuff has been going on. Yeah. And I understand there has to be checks and balances. There has to be ways to, to make sure that no hanky panky going on. Right. But it's the time, the time is what like it, I think it, it keeps a lot of good people out. Um, and then also like the low bid aspect, like there's no, like there's no incentive because we've all been on deals where like, you could tell the guy's just asking you for a third quote because yeah. he needs to get three quotes. Right. Like, dude, if you would just tell me you need three quotes, I can just give you a quote, but don't make me run through hoops and call 10 people oh. and source all these products and get all the pricing together and then give it to you. Like, ah, we weren't going to buy it anyways. We knew you're going to be high. So we're just going to go with the low bid. Oh. I'm like, bro, like, <laughs> Like people say salesmen lie the most. I'm like, dude, no, salesmen get lied to the most. Exactly. Like you just told us exactly what you need. I can either I can perform, get you what you want, and go down the road. I don't I won't be following you up for six months saying, Hey, how are we looking? Yeah. Dude, just just tell me you only needed a third quote and I'll get it to you. Like it's I, no no big deal. Literally. <laughs> I'm getting flashbacks. My PTSD is is kicking in right now. I'm like, yeah. oh man, I remember those days. But yeah, that's yeah. hard because you would literally set up the relationship gets a product in there and then they need three quotes. And then the customer's asking you, Hey man, can you give me the three quotes? And I'm like, I, I can't, like, I can't get you three quotes. That's so messed up. First of all, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I get it. You need three quotes. I'll do my best to try and get you hooked up. But I, it, what am I going to call a competitor and be like, Hey man, can we're all getting yeah. get against each other on this? Uh, can yeah. you send a quote? It's just so messed up that kind of, uh, you know, process yeah. uh, to do, you know, only because, they don't have the resources to be able yeah. to find equal like products that we might be selling. Right. It's, it's yeah. just, how do you find that? You ain't Googling yeah. uh vector truck, uh, you know, know. These specifications and you know, that yeah. kind of stuff and yeah. who sells it nearby. Like you don't exactly. have that resource. Yeah. Right? It's, it's yeah. And, and, and that's why I think like the salesman in this industry isn't really going anywhere anytime soon. Cause it's, you still like you still need guys to show you exactly what's out there in the market for them to make a, a good decision on purchasing. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think, I, I do think that there is a better way to get it done. I, I know you're solving for it. Um, I, I'm eager to see like, you know, in the next two, three, five years, like what it looks like. But I, I do know that there has to be some type of shift because we can't keep doing the, because a lot of these, a lot of these bids that put a spec out, a company will say, yeah, we, we meet the spec and it's not apples to apples and they're like 20 grand cheaper. And I'm like, Dude, you don't even have a water pump on that thing. Like it squirts water. Like stop. Like, so, and that's so and that's it's, and that's what happens. Like it, especially if you're like uh, competing against maybe another company or another brand, or, and they're trying to influence their their way of uh, what they think the product has and it's better, right? Yeah. And then the spec, like you just said, it didn't have a pump or something on it, and then yeah. it got missed, right? Yeah. Now yeah. you got to do a change order and all yeah. this stuff. Oh, yeah. and then it's it become five just, more weeks. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's the kind of stuff that's going on, and you know, it, it's got to be a better way. And I know that people are using Soul Source now for, yeah. uh, you know, equipment, and there's a yep. you know, nonprofit so well. out there. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I wasn't going to say yep. the name because apparently yeah. that's you know, yeah. <laughs> no, you're good, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, we're promoting, but no, those kind of things are great because they give uh, municipal. 
they're great in certain ways. It's another topic, but they um, give a resource to the cities to to buy direct a spec yeah. that they want, and that yeah, well, someone they want, right? It's their yeah. it's their yeah. decision. It's their value yeah. that they predict or they uh, want, and it's what they are, are seeing in the spec that comes out yep. of source well, and they're going to buy yeah. from it. So, Because how many operators do you know that they a new truck lands on the yard, and they're like, dude, we even want this. They always buy low bid. Quit buying this junk. Like, why don't we... We got to operate this stuff, but they just buy the lowest bid out. So what, yeah. you know, and yeah. they're looking at us like, no, I try to get you the best thing and that you, I try to get what you wanted, but our price is higher. So therefore you don't get it. Exactly. My first use case was uh, for my product was uh, trucks, buying trucks. I was like, man, this isn't made for trucks, but let's do it. You know, we did it. So <laughs> we advertised it and did all this stuff because the reason that they didn't want to use the state contract. They were like, and it's um, it's five hour drive to the cheapest vendor that was selling the trucks, for example, to uh, get on the state yeah. bid. Five hour yeah. drive. So just imagine yeah. the maintenance, yeah. the stuff that you would have yeah. to do to send your guys five yeah. hours back, five hours, you know, yeah. it's a whole day yeah. wasting time, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, we we definitely need a better way of uh, fixing procurement. And that would help incentivize uh, maybe more salespeople to get involved in the process, maybe. Uh, yeah. This kind of this yeah yeah it makes it, it, it the faster the money moves and exchanges hands the more you know the more sharks in the water uh, of yeah. course you'll get more like um and and that's kind of one of the beautiful things about this industry is people always say well you know kind of like yourself like what's the competition and i say well it's not that much competition because there's a huge moat around this industry one of the biggest moats is time right like yeah. nobody wants to play an 18 month sales cycle game Right. Like that's, you know, in, in government, like, and then also the amount of, uh, the amount of things you have to go through just to be able to sell to a city, yeah. you know, first you got to find the city and then you got to find the decision maker and then you got to wait 18 months. Like that's a huge moat that keeps kind of competitors out who would be flashing the pan and selling, you know, snake oil yeah. and kind of ruin it for everybody else. So, and you, you could tell like the, the companies that, that have been around for 40, 50, a hundred years, like there's a reason, like they're, yeah. they're, they're competent. They're good at what they do. You know, you can tell they retain customers, retain um, uh, employees like sales guys. Yeah. Like how many sales guys, do you know, that they drop into this industry and they get burnt out in two years, you know, oh, yeah. or else that, you know, one year they're looking and the second year, they're pretty much just, you know, just, just yeah. riding around in their truck, you know, looking for, for it out. So yeah, yeah I think you, when you can peg, go ahead. I was just going to say, usually it's the eight month window. I, I hit it my first time, man. I was like eight months in. I was like, dude, I can't even close to anything. Yeah. I was like, what? I was questioning yeah. myself. Yeah. I was yeah. questioning dude. my abilities. Dude, and then everyone's like, no, 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 stick it out. Stick it out. It's like three years, three years. I'm like, three years. Jeez. Yeah. Three years. Come on. Yeah. You tell my wife that, years. bro. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. three years. Because that, that, that was the cycle. Uh, you build yeah. the relationships. You get in. You you know, yeah. you know work with the budgets. You, you finally get approval or whatever for the procurement yeah. opportunity and then you get in but the three years i was like man to actually build a, a backlog of of commission yeah yeah that's a long time to just yeah yeah and that made no sense to me back then it still makes yeah. no sense to me now but uh, <laughs> yeah. you know once it did get going it, it was a lot of benefits to it so yes there was yeah. uh, a lot of benefits to b2g sales and and it does take time but once you build that up it, it, it's awesome because then you yeah. have a good stable commission yeah. coming in and you're, you know, sure. it's, it's working well. It starts to get good. Yeah. What other things have you thought about that we could improve on in, in this, you know, with the digital kind of world we're in now, besides what we kind um, of talked about? 
I, I think just more transparency. Like I, I, I think there will come a day, and of course I'm kind of biased to like the equipment side. There will come a day where they don't really need a salesman to come and sell them a product. Like, and you're already seeing it. Like a guy will, will spec out a truck and know exactly what he wants and then go to the, 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 the three salesmen he knows in that space and say, this is what I want. You know, give me your best price or whatever. Let's do demos. Yeah. But I think there will come a, a time where, you know, the, the city in the city and the, the dealer or the customer or the, the, the seller will be able to do business without having to have a person in between. It probably won't be in the next five, 10 years, but I think if, but that, that only will come with both sides are transparent, right? You know, both sides will kind of, uh, you know, pull back the curtain and say, okay, this is what we do with our trucks and, and not caring about what the competitors see and all that. Cause it, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like, Oh, we won't show our competitor what we do with our product because they'll steal it, rip it off and then sell it. And it's like, Dude, like they can easily buy your truck and just rip it apart and rip it off and sell yeah. it. Just, you know, so the whole thing potentially if it's not packed. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Like so, so, stop the games and like just be more transparent on both sides. Like if the city knew exactly what they want and what they needed, and the 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 dealer or the, the you know the manufacturer knew exactly what the city needed, they can they can make that marriage happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I I mean I think what would move the industry forward is transparency. Um, I think there will, there will be a um, kind of a more of a shakeup when we do in the next 10 years, when like the OGs do retire mm -hmm. and we got a whole bunch of young bucks in the industry. Like it's interesting. Like you probably see this along with your podcast that there's a certain, there's a sense of people who won't even reply to your email because they think it's a scam. Right. Right. You just want to have them on the podcast. You're not trying to sell them anything. You're not trying to pitch me. You just want to have them on the podcast. Right. And they think it's a scam because that's that generation. Like, you know, they, they, yeah. they, they think it's a scam. But, uh, you know, a Gen Zer or a millennial go, oh, yeah, it sounds cool, man. I listen to podcasts. You're both yeah. hop in your podcast. Yeah. So I think once that once that shifts a little bit, um, I think there'll be a little bit more trust in the industry. And then also, I think I, I kind of what I was saying is, is, is a moat around the industry. Once more competent players enter the industry, it's kind of like, you know, when, um, you know, when, when recording artists could go independent, right? Yeah. Like at first it was only like five big labels and they pushed to where they wanted to push. But now like anybody with a, a microphone and a Mac could make a record, like a hit record. Oh yeah. Like, of course there was a whole bunch of like BS that came out, like just stuff that nobody wanted to hear came out, <laughs> but the cream actually rose to the top. Yeah. Like you could actually see more quality coming out of, of, of certain pockets of, uh, of the industry. And it kind of rose the, 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 the tide which rose the ships. And I think that's going to happen in the industry is that more people are going to come into it, competent people, and then it's going to raise the quality of everything. Cause I, I mean, there's, go ahead. I was just going to say you're spot on, man. Transparency and accountability and, yeah. you know, training is what this industry needs to work on. I yeah. think that's really yeah. what it comes down to. You know, you're working on the training side, like how yeah. to sell a product faster, right? Using videos, yeah, things like that, right? And then accountability where procurement needs to be better. You know, we need to have accountability systems kind of in place. Yep, yep. Uh, yep. And then, you know, just transparency, like, okay, well, who's who's coming to the table to bid or yeah. whatever, you know, yeah. that's just, that's just yeah. talk about it, you know? Is, yeah. is, is it full of crap or is it not, you know? Yeah. We need it, we need it. Yeah, we, yeah. we need it bad. I think uh, it's just a matter of time, like you said. 
to make that yeah. happen. Yeah. 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 It, it, all it takes is for usually like the bigger players in the industry to, to, to start accepting and adopting it. And then the smaller players, they, they look up to the bigger cities and they go, oh, OK, we can actually do that also. Yeah. So, yeah. No, this has yeah. been great, man. I, Joseph, yeah. Uh, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, I can't wait to do another podcast on a different topic at some point. <laughs> I have some ideas that you and I can share sure. about. I, I try and keep the podcast around 30 minutes, but how can people get a hold of you? How can they learn more about your service that you're offering and, and go from there? Sure, sure. Uh, best place is the website, vitendo.us. Um, and then also on LinkedIn, find me, Joseph Blackman on LinkedIn. Um, I post a lot of stuff. Again, I'm a believer in and kind of doing what the associations are supposed to be doing. It's educating, advocating. Like if, yeah. if you can educate and advocate about your product or service or in that that realm, um, you're going to buy that. You're going to build goodwill within the industry. Um, so, yeah, follow me on LinkedIn. Vitendo.us is a website. Um, again, my aim is to is to tighten or to lessen that gap of uh, industry industry knowledge from the baby boomers or for the, the generation that's leaving to the generations that's coming in. Love it, man. Making a big difference in, you know, in the infrastructure world and helping others is, is the key. So appreciate your help, man, and for getting sure. this done. Uh, we'll for talk sure. soon. Thank you so yeah. much. Thanks for having me on, man. Thank you for listening to the Infrastructure Hot Seat Podcast. We hope that this show brought you some insight on relevant topics within the infrastructure world. Please join us every two weeks on Tuesday for the next episode. If you're interested in being a guest on this podcast, please set up a 15-minute interview with your host at calendly.com slash chadsmeltzer. 